This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. We will not go quietly into the night. We will not vanish without a fight. We're going to live on. We're going to survive. Because today on GMP, we're celebrating the original and the only Independence Day. Welcome to Popcorn Talk, featuring movie discussion, news, and interviews. Popcorn Talk. We talk movies. And now, here's Popcorn Talk's guilty movie pleasures. Oh, yes. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, welcome to a celebration of America with Independence Day. A movie, a movie that just shows we have a can-do spirit. <laughs> And you may have noticed in the uh, intro, I said the only Independence Day. The reason I say that is because, and we'll do this for about two minutes, then I want to move on, and no spoilers in case people haven't seen it. In my opinion, and I'm very lenient on movies, very lenient, Independence Day Resurgence was an abomination for this (laughs) franchise, and was one of the worst movies I've ever seen in my life that should have been good. Uh, and oh yeah, Zach's here today. You want to say yeah. hi? Sorry, I got hey guys. I got so Zach's here filling in for uh, Cameron, who's too cool for us again. Once again, I am the other Cam Shaft. You are the, uh, uh, the, <laughs> the other Cam. You need to get that Twitter handle. Wow. So we got. Let's, uh, let's do ninety seconds on this. You saw Independence Day in Resurgence, whatever the fuck it's called. Um, yeah, I, oh, I shouldn't swear a lot because this is a kids ish movie who cares no <laughs> who cares um look i saw it i didn't hate it like i here's the thing here's the thing I, okay. it, it is not a good movie okay i don't think anyone i don't yeah. think it's, i don't think anyone involved is gonna argue that it's like a good movie yeah but i just i bottom line like i had a good time hmm. when i stopped and i thought about like wait did i care about any characters in there no did but, i laugh at any of the jokes no yeah Maybe a few. Did the entire storyline of Jules, uh, uh, Jeff, uh, Jeff Goldblum's dad, saving kids on a bus mean anything or need to be in there? <laughs> no, no. Um, oh, but, but I think I think part of why I left with like a, a positive feeling, like that I enjoyed myself, is that without any, giving any spoilers, what they so clearly set up yeah. for the third yeah. movie, I agree, is so unbelievably amazing and i uh, need to see that movie i don't even care how bad this it, one was here's the thing that third one needs to happen here's the thing it's gonna be unbelievably amazing if they go back and do it like the first movie and not this train wreck of a second film where they the reason this this is the reason and I, and please tweet at me after the show or comment on this on this YouTube link let me know if any of you if somehow someone out there thinks the second one is better than the first one no first off no. That, them's fighting words no. secondly if you mm-hmm. even say it's tied i'll still be blown uh-huh. away uh, the only thing i will give it is the action scenes were cool 
and and looked really amazing in IMAX. The problem was I didn't care about anything, so the action scenes had no dramatic weight. In this movie, I remember seeing this in 1996 when I was 14 years old and crying in the movie theater when the first lady <laughs> dies and the daughter comes out and goes, "Is mommy sleeping?" And he goes, "Yeah, mommy's sleeping." Because Bill Pullman is so good, and and you're like. Oh, there's like real dramatic weight in the first one in all the cheesy campiness. And this one, it's like, I don't kill them all. But human beings, if that's what we become is boring Liam Hemsworth and (laughs) fake Will Smith's son. It's like, I don't care about any of you That's all that was left. I'm still mad in solidarity with Mae Whitman. Yeah. Um, oh, that was that's, total. That's and I love thing. that. I love Maika Monroe, who's from it. I think that's how you pronounce her name. From it follows, but it's bullshit that they replace Mae Whitman when she's still a working actress and fantastic. And she's gorgeous. She's not a model. Yeah. Clearly, Whatever. it was them going, uh, oh, we need you, someone blonde and hot in this movie that's going to blow things up. That's it, my role in Emmerich. Yeah. If you guys want a full spoilery, spoiler-filled review, uh, earlier today, uh, me and my co-host Jesse Klein talked about it at length and all the sci-fi, which the sci-fi is really what I latched onto in that movie because I actually did yeah. a, they did a good job yeah. with that uh, on Sci-Fi Weekly, which is new, Popcorn Talk's new uh, Sci-Fi Weekly discussion show. Yeah, it's uh, the last thing Plug. I will say that this movie does so well with, and they the second one didn't do, is the humor in this one. Even some of the super cheesy stuff, like Harvey Firestein, I think is his name. Oh, David, 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 <laughs> I gotta call my, mo- my mother. I gotta call really, my mother. That's, that's really good. Oh, crap, when the car <laughs> hits him. Like, even those jokes still, the worst joke in this movie is funnier than the funniest joke in the new one. Because, oh, yeah. and here's why. All these characters in this movie are idiosyncratic, but in different ways. Like Jules Levinson is, he's like, a, he's like, he's a schlemiel. He's just very like a, this guy, you know? And Jeff Goldblum is quirky and funny. And then Will Smith is kind of a little bit more sarcastic and badass. In the new one, it's like they chocked it full of nerdy white guys. And that's coming from a nerdy white guy myself. And one African <sighs> warlord. And one African <laughs> warlord. The, We're way past 90 seconds, the two, by the yeah, way. Yeah, it's fine. Then I'm done. After this, I'm done. The two leads are boring. The all There's a nerdy white guy in space. There's a nerdy white guy in, in on Earth. There's a nerdy white guy with Brett Spiner, who's already a nerdy white guy. They have way too much screen time. Every It's the same archetype repeated over and over. They're like, ha, you didn't laugh at this one. Maybe you'll laugh at this one. <laughs> no. Anyways, moving on. The action scenes are cool. The characters are, they just defecate all over the the original cast and make them all look bad. And to make Bill Pullman look bad in this role really hurts me because I love him so much in this. Yeah. He's, to me, he's the perfect president in this movie. He's an ex-fighter pilot. He's a badass, but he's also diplomatic. So he he plays like the, he's he's not like. Plus he's married to a space president. Yeah, he's married to a space president. (laughs) So let's get into this. Independence Day, ID4, 1996. To me, as a, as a kid, this was like, as a kid, I was 14, but still more of a kid than I am now, 20 years later. Um, this was like my, even though Star Wars was obviously still my Star Wars, this was like the 90s version of Star Wars, where it was like... Oh, wow. For me, I'd never seen a movie in theaters that blew my mind like this. When the White House blew up, I remember me and all my friends were like, oh, shit, Cause it's, and it still looks good. The only stuff that ages a little silly is when there's people running and there's explosions happening behind them. Yeah, and it's, you can see that it's like it's, it's a, clearly, a separated yeah, yeah. yeah green screen. But but it, it, the, the practical effects look really good in this movie. That's why practical 
practical effects, people, it holds up yeah. no matter how old Episode the movie is. Episode 7 gets. did it. Why can't other movies? You know? I mean, they did a mix, but... You yeah, know. I mean, like, look, there's a, there's a certain point at which, like, you have to move into CGI. But, like, this, the, like, using the simple approach to this, like, the spaceships just move. You didn't need anything crazy. Yeah. Even the monsters, like, the aliens oh, were so good. practical. So good. Um, I definitely had, I don't remember seeing it the first time, but I definitely had one of the alien, like, toys. Oh, yeah, I, I did, too. That, and, like, and it had these up, prongs yeah. on the back that opened up and had the little yeah, guy inside. Yeah. This movie blew my mind, and I remember we saw... <laughs> this is how stupid I was as a kid. We saw it on July 2nd. I still have my movie tickets of 1996. And I remember my friends and I leaving the theater like, guys, it's July 2nd. What if, <laughs> what if this happens tonight, bro? I mean, we didn't, we'd never use the word bro, but it's like, what if this happens tonight? What if aliens show up and then we got to fight? The structure of this movie is so good where it's like, July 2nd, set it up. Oh, man, these aliens are here. Are they here for good or bad? July 3rd, they're here for bad. Definitely here for bad. July 4th, yeah, Independence Day! It's just like it's the perfect three-act structure for an action sci-fi movie, a blockbuster. And it's fun. It's so it, fun. It, it, every step of it is just like it's it's fun just like on the ground yeah. and you have all the different perspectives you're in the white house with the government you're on this ground level with the pilot and his family and then like you're you got when you with then you're with uh david who's like the really smart but civilian level like mm-hmm. all those things just like yeah, it's, and it's two and a half hours but it does not feel that way no i when it, i went back to watch it i like at one point like, uh i was like what two and a half oh, one yeah half? And the new ones, a half hour shorter, feels way longer. But that's I don't want to keep getting into that because I want to celebrate this one, the only Independence Day movie that matters. So, all right, we're going to get the plot in under three minutes. Are we, are we ready with that, Stephen the Booth? Or not? If not, we can stall a little bit. Let's, have, uh, uh, let's stall. Yeah. Let's stall so the, <laughs> <laughs> um, no, look, I mean, this movie... What did you think? When, did you see it in theaters? Or how old are you? Are you I, 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 were you like two? I was were not, you born in 1993? I, I, I would have been nine when this came out. Okay, you're not... Uh, or eight, because it would have been eight when God. this came out. Um, I do remember. I don't remember if I saw it in theaters. I want to say I did, but I have no memory of that experience. Every single person I knew had this on VHS with the lenticular cover that like had the White House and then had it blow up. And, <laughs> and I remember just staring at it all the time, like, "Ha! Whoa! 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 It's blown up! It's blown up!" Ah. What did you think when you saw it? When you first saw it? I mean, I was as a kid, and as if I'm not today, I was obsessed with aliens. Oh, yeah. So this just again, it just like it was like I want to. I want the toys. I want ever. This yeah. is the coolest thing. Yeah, punch them in the face. They needed more toys. They didn't do a ton of toys for this, if I remember. Well, it. But then again, so much you can do. What do you? I mean, did like they have a Will today. Smith toy? I would, but I'm sure they did. Today, I would be first in line for a Jeff Goldblum action figure. Oh, yeah. Uh, back in the day, I don't think they yeah, thought that point. anyone was going to buy this pasty white figure. <laughs> <laughs> oh wait, we're ready for three minutes on the clock. So let's we're gonna go over the plot in three minutes. In five, four, three, two, one. Take it away, Zach. Uh, we opened up on the most '90s credit sequence ever with those <laughs> graphics, uh, and then we see the moon and the moon landing, and then they ruin our historic moon landing site because they vibrate the moon too hard. Uh, then we said they we're at, we're at SETI, <laughs> and all of a sudden, <laughs> and they're just like sending signals back and forth. Wake him up! Plug it in! Oh my God! Call the president! Oh, that's where you're stopping. All right, so we call the president, and we're like, what is this This signal? It's coming in, we find out that there's this mass, and it's moving towards us, and they're like, maybe it's a meteor, and he's like, it's slowing down. And he goes, what? 
It's it's slowing down, sir. And then we get introduced to all our other characters. We get introduced to Jeff Goldblum. He's working at a cable station, and there there's issues with the satellite going on. And Javi Weierstein is like, oh, my God, what are we going to do? Listen, Mom. And some guy's like, I know. We, we hope you can watch X-Files. I like it, too. And then we get introduced to Will Smith. And, and oh, this is oh, then the ships start coming, and they, they go over all the cities. And that's when Will Smith takes forever to notice it. They don't even care because it's Earth. It's, it's, it's uh, not even a four, old baby. Go, go back, back to, to bed. bed. Vivica A. Fox. <laughs> looking foxy and uh, her son uh, his uh, Will Smith's illegitimate son in the movie and then we get also introduced to um, not illegitimate he's adopted well, but, he, the, but, the, but then they go not, outside not adopted because it's yeah. her kid yeah but, either yeah, way it will be, he will be adopted yeah. Yeah, whatever uh, yeah. then so we Will Smith gets called in to, yeah. uh, the, to the to the military because you know yeah. there's an alien invasion going yeah. on and they send up the, the, the helicopter first with the like flashlight we're gonna try and do flashlight correspondence it's opening up Oh, first there's the weather vehicle that tries to get through, gets hit by the cloud and blows up. Yeah, because at first it's just clouds and it's just like you don't even know what yeah. the ship is. Uh, but oh, then they're man. like, oh, shit, we're at war now, so oh we got to send. Speed this up. We, uh, okay, so we, so David David decides he needs to go down to DC because he knows well, it's, a he countdown. Countdown. That it's a countdown. He's, yeah. he's, and he, he gets his dad's car and his dad won't go over 60. Uh, yeah, so good. <laughs> and so they, they get One down minute. there. He, he creepily triangulates his ex-wife's signal and yep. to find exactly the point on Earth that she is standing. And then he apparently punched the president in the face. Yep, and then they, they, they all escape right as the, oh, the port, it's opening up. <laughs> they blow up the Empire State Building, the Sears Tower. They blow up all of downtown Los Angeles. They blow up uh, the, 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 uh, the Statue of Liberty, the White House. Everything gets destroyed, and other countries, too, that we just don't see. But we're focused on America but in then, this But one. America decides we got to send all of our fighter jets yeah. for a big aerial battle <laughs> where they, they that send does not go even so well. more <laughs> alien ships. There's, there's, there's shields. 30 seconds. Oh, there's shields on everything. And then they, we're like, oh, no, what are we going to do? And then they decimate us, and it's like, ah, what are this is uh, everything's so bad. The first lady dies. Everything's terrible. This is all so sad. We found Area Fifty One. By the way, it's the real. Way, it's uh, real. And then, the, then David Spider. comes out. It's a cold yes. uh, from his dad, and yes. he's got to send. Uh, we infect him with a virus. So yes. Will Smith and they Jeff go up there. Go to this spaceship. They go up to this. They get the virus. They put a nuke in. They fly out. They're able to shoot down all the ships because the shields are down. Ah, we win the day today. We celebrate our Independence Day. Yeah. No, we, but that's after the speech. That's when they fly up. I know. And then I know. The, the yeah, pilot flies in the screen. Good. Yeah. We completely negated that we did, we didn't even bring up Randy Quaid, and he's one of my favorite characters in it. Russell, Russell, uh, whatever his last name. I is. got him in under the gun, but we Russell, did not finish. Hey boys, I'm back. Yeah, Russell, uh, Randy Quaid plays a guy who thinks he was kidnapped by aliens, and he has uh, a stepson who looks like Keanu Reeves' worst, at, uh, like uh, Keanu Reeves' son. If Keanu Reeves' son could act less good than Keanu Reeves. Wait, is Because he... I actually love Keanu Reeves. But his this dude in the movie's like, Russell, the, his field's on the other side of town. He is sort of like Hispanic Keanu. He's Hispanic, Hispanic worse, worser acting Keanu Reeves. I can't figure out <laughs> how to grammatically correctly say it. I thought they were all his kids. Just the youngest boy is his son. Oh. The other two are... But they don't clear that up unless you watch the extended cut. I didn't even and know then, until today that there was an extended cut. It's nine cut. minutes longer, and most of that nine minutes is them looking for medicine for his youngest son, who's just like, I'm sick, Dad, and then it never goes oh, anywhere. the vomit thing? Yeah, then they just give him medicine, and then they drop that. And then they Good add in cut. some more funny... Uh, 
uh, ba- banter between J- Jules and and uh, David. They run off the road, and he's like crashing into the side and stuff. It's pretty awesome. I'll take anything with Jules and David, which is the big problem with the second one. They never have Jules and David together, and the father son banter is my favorite. In fact, we well, have no. Sp- well, no I want to. I want to. I want to. Ban- I want to just jump ahead to the father son banter. I forget what I have. A co- uh, uh, yeah, Dad and David banter. I think or something like that. I can't read it from here. Can you zoom that in for me when you get a chance? Dad and David, oh God, as I just see the mouse. Look at, these, look at these people, look. Huh? Closest. They take and then they go. They take and then they're they're they going. go. They're going faster than we are. Look at this. Well, we're in the I, fast I, lane. I can't go fast and they're cutting me off yet. No one's cutting you off, but we're going to get a ticket. They're getting in front of me. I can't go any faster. All right, all right. I don't want to argue. I don't want to argue. Shh, shh, shh. Let's just get there as quickly as What's possible. What's the rush? Huh? You think we'll get to Washington and won't be there? And then David gives him a look like. Dun, dun, dun. So good. <laughs> Their banter is so funny and so real. In the first scene where they're playing chess, and he's like, what, you, you, you're still wearing your wedding band? What's going on? He's just, he's... It's been three years. It's not healthy. He's so good in this movie, and and their relationship is so clear, and the moment when David... I know I'm jumping around a little bit, but the moment when David's drunk later on because they're going to nuke, they're going to nuke the... Uh, we forgot that in the plot outline of it, is that... They finally decide after the president's wife dies that like we got to nuke him, nuke the bastards. That's the only way to do this. They nuke it. Doesn't do anything except destroy Houston. But who really cares about Houston anyway? <laughs> I'm kidding. I have an uncle in Houston. I do care about Houston. But uh, but yeah, he uh, then David just like because he's a big environmentalist. He's recycling and he's yeah. Like, they set that up at the beginning. Like we have like, that sound. We got a rec- <laughs> We have that sound. Clip. Let's play David the recycler. It's uh. <laughs> What is it called? It's so good. Um, David, the gr- my God in heaven. That's what it is. Yeah, I. What are you doing? There's a reason we have bins labeled recycle. What the hell is going on? My God in heaven. <laughs> sue me, David. Sue me, David. Like, my God in heaven. He's like, I guess because the 90s were when we first started like oh, yeah. recycling, so people were a lot more gung-ho about it. Now, it wasn't, now it's like, yeah, you get your three trash bins that the city gives you. You put blue as the something. But in the 90s, it was a big deal. I remember going over to friend's house and being like, you guys don't recycle? They're like, who cares? Who cares? God, man, it's not cool to care about the environment. And I'm like, we should probably, it's really easy. You just get two two different <laughs> trash cans. It's not that difficult. My God in heaven. I love Jeff What, Goldberg. am I going to have two sinks to have trash cans under? What do you think this what is? Do you th- I, I can only throw away things <laughs> under sinks. So um, we have, I, I tra- the first thing, that was the first clip we had, where D- David is probably my favorite character in this movie. Because Jeff Goldblum, he's like a nerdier version of his character in Jurassic Park. Because his character. Oh, yeah. His character in Jurassic Park is a little cool. Like when he's like, he's eh. like a ladies' man. Yeah, he, when like, he's like putting the drop of water on uh, on what's her face. Oh he's yeah, like, he's a total he's like, like player. Oh huh? huh? yeah, look at this thing. Uh-huh. And he's just so funny in this movie. It's one of my favorite Jeff Goldblum performances ever. And then we get um, introduced. So we've we've met the president. We've met that his approval ratings are going down. And hey, perfect way to get your approval ratings up: <laughs> defeat some aliens. You know, yeah. so I'm sure he got reelected. I'll bet he's the first president that got three terms after this. Because I mean, you'd have to you'd have to reelect this guy. But then we get introduced to Randy Quaid. And Wouldn't be the first. Everybody. History. Oh yeah, I mean, the first since they made the <laughs> change the laws. That's right. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Sorry, you were. Uh... And Randy Quaid is so fun in this movie because he's. A drunk who was abducted by aliens. It's so silly. Mm-hmm. Like at t- the when you first meet him and he dr- like drunkenly stumbles out of he the plane. Drunkenly crop dusting. They like have like a musical cue. I mean, he's like. It feels very much like a, a Disney movie. It's like drunk crop dusting. It's very magical. Instead of what would really happen is. 
oh shit <laughs> yeah they did they, they they didn't go over the fact in this movie that drunk flying not a good idea they made it look real fun they i'm pretty sure he flew that last mission drunk i think so because he definitely says like picked a bad day to stop drinking later on and i'm like you were drinking about 10 minutes ago yeah, he was he was drunk and then they like kept feeding him coffee and, and then he, he was in the air so his, like to his son he's like keep Keep coming, keep coming. And that weird, like, uh, biker hillbilly guy next to him is like, <laughs> he survives. Did you notice that? <laughs> no. There's the guy that has a long hair. He looks like, um, he looks like Goofy from Disney if, like, Goofy was a human being with biker hair. If, <laughs> if Goofy and Rob Zombie mated, this is what this guy would be. And he survives and he shows up in the end of the movie, like, next to the president with his arm around him, like, yeah, hey, we did it. Because <laughs> yeah, you, you didn't see me in the dogfight. I was just hanging back watching all you guys. But, you know, good job, everybody. <laughs> good job. I did really like the scene with where he's getting the coffee. There's this little touch that I noticed this time where uh, the, his son, when he brings up, he's like really excited. Like, he's like, Keep them coming. You got it, man. Like yeah. he's like, you got I'm it. super proud of you. Dad, yeah, you're not dad. dad. I'm super proud. Of not you. stepdad. Uh, so then there's there's a there's se- I wrote there's 700 characters in this movie because they cut to submarines. There's science nerds. There's TV nerds. There's politicians. There's generals. There's civilians. There's the one general who I forget his name, but he's a pretty famous actor who's grumpy the entire movie. Yeah. Even in the end when they're like winning, he's like, "All right, well you you got your first hit in." He's like. You, yeah, direct contact. Good job. And then at the end, the most emotion he gets is he goes, "Yeah, all right." <laughs> but the rest of the time, he's just like the angriest general on the planet. But this, the first, I remember when the first plane blows up. That was nuts when I saw that in theaters. When because it, it's like that weather ship or whatever that like uh, surveillance military plane, and they're like, "We don't see anything." Oh wait, wait, something's opening up. We see something. We see. Oh my god. <laughs> It, yeah, I mean, well, the so way good. the fire like cuts through and everyone, so it was a typically nineties way to do things. Yeah, whenever things blew up, it was always like the burst of fire would come towards the camera, and I mean, it works. I think it works cool. great. Scary, it yeah, works can, great because like the what this does, what this movie does well is it has that all those moments where like where the buildings are blowing up or where that's what where you could like see yourself standing there and just being like, yeah, I'd probably run and I'd be screwed. Mm-hmm. Well, what about the guy who's like still filing papers and he gets blown up? There's when the when the big when the big attack happens. There's some dude in an office like going through binders or like uh, filing cabinets, and he turns and he's like, oh, oh, and then he gets thrown back. I'm like, what were you doing? Like, ah, huh, who was that the guy? Go- the government <laughs> is going to collect still five years of taxes. I got to make sure I have all my documents. Like, what was he doing in there? I mean, maybe filing. Was Maybe. what brought him was, peace, that's, that's and he's so just like, you know, I'm gonna die. I'm gonna die. I yeah. might as well die organized. Yeah, I think that's. I think that's right. I think that's right. And then David uh, went. We might as well just skip ahead because there's so much craziness in this movie, and we only have so little time. But uh, we talk. Oh, I was gonna say you could play a drinking game just for the when the ships arrive for how many fender benders happen. That was a big thing in like every Roland Emmerich movie ever is when something's happening above somebody always slams on the brake and then gets out of their car and then everybody behind them hits them. It's like a huge tr- but my favorite thing is he ups it where the cop gets hit, three taxis behind him, another car, station and then, wagon. And then the the cop moves forward and the armored truck slams in and T-bones it. And you're like, "Oh!" And the cop's just, just like, like oh. "Whoa, whatever. What the, whatever. Whoa. 
Um, I do love that. I think, yeah. And then on the news report, they're like, 10,000 accidents 10, 10, today. So something like 7,000 fender benders in over, under 30 minutes. But uh, Who is reporting those numbers? <laughs> exactly. What person is like, who's, you know what I'm calling into the news station? Fender benders. Yeah, who's worried? Yeah, who's worried about, all right, are you reporting a fender bender or an alien spaceship above our city? Because uh, that's the only two calls we're getting right now. Nobody gives a shit about anything else. <laughs> But the, so they set up that David is working at a cable station and he's figuring out the binary code and he doesn't he doesn't even pay attention to what's going on, and then Will Smith thinks it's an earthquake and it's amazing when he goes out there he picks up the paper and he's just like, huh? and then he just turns and sees the ship over downtown Los Angeles and Vivica A. Fox comes running out and it's like, babe, babe, and then they turn and both are like. Oh shit! Also, it, it seems like they live like way up in the hills because yeah. it looks like they're I don't on know eye they... level with the with the ship. I don't know where. Maybe Griffith Park area. I don't know where they live. Yeah, they live it, super high up. They live somewhere fictional that doesn't the, exist in uh, Los the Angeles. The only place I can think is like the Glendale maybe. like hills, like think, way yeah. up there. But like, I don't think. They're living up there on a military, like a f- Air Force pilot She's a stripper, and though. stripper salary. Which every time, every time Harry Connick Jr. goes, you know, you're never gonna get into NASA if you got a stripper for a wife. And then they cut to her awkwardly pole dancing in front of no one. I'm just like, why did she have to be a stripper in this movie? And why did Harry? Uh, why wouldn't she why, be a stripper? I mean, she looks good. It's basically she, what I imagine Roland Emmerich yeah, said yeah, in the meeting. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, his wife is going to be a stripper. Uh, we're going to have, but it's PG thirteen. Yes, we'll show ass. That's it. It's a ter- well, it's Los Angeles. That's a terrible. And they had alcohol in that bar. Yeah, so, so them's the rules. Them's the rules. Uh, but it's so funny to me, and that the ring is the ugliest engagement <laughs> ring. It's two like shitty bronze gold dolphins around one diamond. It looks like it looks like something that K Jewelers would try and like sell on sale for Mother's Day. Like, yeah. your, your mom wants this, right? Because I feel like Mother's Day sales are always like the shittiest jewelry, where they're like. A teddy bear hugging a chocolate diamond. Nobody wants chocolate diamonds. It looks like they got poop on them. It's stupid. <laughs> uh, but I did. I do, I do love. Still love the gag where the, where he's oh, like yeah. down on his knee and the guy comes around the corner. Ooh. It's super funny because it was around the time of Don't Ask, Don't Tell being like a big thing still. And now mm. and so that's why it was funny to have that joke in there. And and I dug that. I dug that. Oh, 20 minutes left. Oh shit. All right. Well, we're gonna keep going. Keep rolling. So then uh, this is here's one of my favorite sound clips. Uh, can we gear up to play the countdown sound clip? Um, what happens is uh, David figures it out, and then he sees finally the news footage, and he's like, oh, my God, this is a countdown, and this happens. The signal's going to disappear, and the countdown's going to be over. And then what? Checkmate. Checkmate. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh and he does this Shakespeare thing. I better call my housekeeper. I gotta call my lawyer. Ah, forget my lawyer. <laughs> <laughs> that was around. The, you know what's funny? This shaped my entire perception of lawyers. This one for me quote. It was Jurassic Park. Yeah, those two movies. <laughs> like whenever I would watch the Academy Awards and the actors would thank their lawyer, I'd be like, <laughs> they're joking, right? Because lawyers suck. And now, like, my cousin's a lawyer and she's awesome, and I have a lawyer and he's awesome. But like. This one quote in the character in Jurassic Park shaped my youthful mind as to what. No. Ah, forget my lawyer. Yeah, it was. It, it, I gotta call like, my brother. 90s. I gotta call my housekeeper. I gotta call my lawyer. Yeah, forget my lawyer. They hated lawyers in the nineties. The they 90s. really want like Jurassic Park literally murdered 
a yep. a lawyer, and in this one, he Off basically screen, he, he basically murders him because he chooses not to warn him that he might die. Yeah. I mean, and they, in his defense, they didn't have text messaging, and emails were not as apparent back then. And you so, can't really like uh, go on the go, like no. call while you're running. So he had to pick his top people to save from this alien attack. So. Fair enough. But his, his housekeeper shouldn't be in there unless she's been working for them for years, and they really love their housekeeper. Um, I love that they. No one believes that when David first comes in, they're like, no one believes that these aliens may actually attack. They're like, oh, that's absurd, right? It's like, what do you think they're hovering over our major cities for? Because they just want to do a flyby. And there's a lot of just weird behavior around the White House, like. They're like, evacuate everybody, but I'm going to stay put. And I, it's like, that's actually a good move. Like, all right. He's yeah. like, yeah, secure the government. Yeah. Go send them off there. I maybe would have split up all of the rest of your government. Putting them all at NORAD. God, that Secretary of Defense. Fuck. Yeah, like, it's just like, all you. right, I'm going to stay here. Put every other important person in a bunker over here. Good? And I get that, like, NORAD is, like, supposedly like, the biggest safe house in, yeah. the, in the country. But, like... It, it's the same reason you don't put all of your backup files in the same place. No. Like, you have them off-site somewhere. Oh, wait, you don't? Oh, shit. My file uh, management <laughs> is terrible. Um, wow, <laughs> this is so good. But, like, and then he... St- but even though he knows, like, staying there is super dangerous, he doesn't... He's, like, his four-year-old daughter. Oh, yeah. He yeah. keeps yeah. there. Yeah, he not, like, he's not like, no, get her to our secret bunker <laughs> in Albuquerque or something. I mean, she would have been blown up then. Then, so David and Jules come to the White House, and Jules has the Schlemiel line. Can we play that where he's worried about how he looks because uh, he's going to meet the president? Can I look like a Schlemiel. <laughs> <laughs> I love that so I mean, much. This is a longer yeah. one, right? Oh, yeah, I think why is long. If I knew I was going to meet the president, yeah. I would have worn a tie. I mean, that's, look at me. I, I look like a schlemiel. I look that's like what, a schlemiel. That's what I love is uh, the, the tie. Because he's so, wearing, like, sneakers. Judd Hirsch is so funny in this movie. So funny. I look like a schlemiel. I don't know how many times in my life I've said, ah, oh, man, I wish I would have dressed I better. Look like I look like a schlemiel. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I went to a, a wedding this past weekend. It was one of my good friend's weddings, and I thought they were all wearing gray suits, and so I wore a dark blue one, and I get there, and all the groomsmen are in gray, but the groom is in a dark blue suit, almost identical to what I'm wearing, and I'm just like, I look like a schlemiel. You know, I, so embarrassed. I, I went one time uh, I, uh, on Cam's recommendation, I went to Burlington Coat Factory. Oh, yeah, he loves that place. Um, he and loves uh, it. I, I walked in, and like the salesman was like really, really persuasive, and they got me to buy this big, like, Fur, faux uh, yeah. fur Should coat, and then I walked that. into my my own apartment, and my girlfriend just looked at me, and I suddenly realized I look like a schlemiel. <laughs> I love it. We have too many. I'm gonna keep going because we have so many sound clips. So the big explosions happen. And we already talked about that. Everything blows up, and I still think all the effects look for like I'd say like 80 percent of the effects in the explosion scenes when the aliens first attack still look really good. Like when the White House blows up and the helicopter, you can tell it's all miniatures, and it look but. But it's it looks practical. Good. It like, looks awesome. Yeah. Like, look, uh, we're, we we adjust to like as I've real as I've realized like as we've like seen movies evolve is like we adjust to the CGI like at our level. Yeah. Because I remember like ten years ago seeing CGI, I'm like that looks like it's real. I can barely tell the difference. I remember N64 graphics being oh, like yeah. I can barely tell the, the difference. Amazing. Or like uh, Final Fantasy VII, you're like this is the gr-. and now you play it and it's like block characters until the cutscenes. Yeah, it's, I got emotional. <laughs> no, but uh, but like but and the, today we look at it. and It's like oh, it's perfect. It's indistinguishable. And in ten years we'll be we'll look at today and we'll be like that's terrible. But I, the miniatures, yeah. like yeah, they're not perfect, but they still just look because there's good. a visceral realness. 
realness to them because it's mm-hmm. real. Yeah, your it's, brain isn't like that's what when the fireball is going through the city and things are blowing up and buildings are exploding. They're really torching miniature cities, and it looks great. Yeah. I could harp on that forever, but I'd like to move on because it's so awesome. This movie is one of my favorite blockbusters ever. So Will Smith, there's the big dog fight we talked about. Jimmy, him and Jimmy, this is another thing I've said probably a hundred times. They kick the tires and light the fires, uh, Big Daddy. Kick the tires and light the fires, Big Daddy. Oh, my God. Then they go out. They're swaggering. They're swaggering. Bring that bad boy on, Cap. You lose? Yes, sir. Got your victory dance? Well, I got it right here. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I got it right here. Yeah. They're obsessed with cigars and put and holding them in the weirdest way. Like, right before that, the general goes, let's go kick their ass or something like that. And he says, let's go get them. And then he, like, forcibly puts the cigar in his mouth. It's like a very masculine thing to do in this movie. Like, Cigar! That means I'm a man. Yeah. I'm going to stick this long cylindrical thing in my face like a man Like a would. man. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't know how many times I've started road trips or getting on a plane, and you don't have to play the whole clip, but the first thing I say when I get in there is I go, I look like a schlemiel. Nope. <laughs> Kick the tire. <laughs> Kick the tires and light the fires, Big Daddy. Cut it out. <laughs> I say that all the time, and my wife had never seen this movie, and when I showed it to her, she was like, oh... That's what you quote nonstop. Let's <laughs> kick the tires and light the fires, Big Daddy. I do. There are those quotes that, like, and yeah. I feel like this movie has a couple of them where you, like, I even forget where they came from, but, like, you say them so often. Yeah. And then when he, so Jimmy dies in a very Top Gun-ish type of way. And oh, then, yeah. The, <laughs> pretty much. Oh, my God. Can you, what if we got a Top Gun Independence Day crossover? Oh, my God. If they're doing Men in Black and 21 Jump Street, why not? Are they? Oh, yeah, that's a real thing. Gross. Anyway, I don't want to talk about that. <laughs> We're moving on from that immediately. I love both 21 Jump Street and 22, but I don't like the crossover idea. So uh, they he shoots down one of the alien ships, Will Smith, and um, he, he opens <laughs> the cockpit opens, and Will Smith punches an alien out. Now, mind you, he's in, like, an alien mech suit, basically. So Will Smith must have, like, superhuman strength. Can we play the Welcome to Earth? Welcome to Earth. Oh, man. Yeah, they, they, they sort of go back and forth between the fact that this is, like, alien-level, in like, crazy yeah. technology yeah. battle armor, and... Uh, you just punch him Will, out. But he's Will Smith. You know, I, Fresh Prince got... I, <laughs> he got yeah. the power. I feel like um, if Trump is elected president, <laughs> and if uh, aliens, literal aliens from outer space, not his version of it ever come down, whether they're good or bad, they could be peaceful, they're going to come up to try and shake Trump's hand, and he's just going to go, Welcome to Earth. But he'll do it in his, Welcome to Earth. (laughs) And his squinty little... Anyways, I don't want to get political, in case there's any... I I highly uh, doubt there's any Trump fans listening to us. I got nothing for this one. Welcome to Earth. So then, uh, then he's dragging. Vivica A. Fox is gathering up people in her bus. Who cares? But um, Will Smith is dragging the. This is another great rant with Will Smith. He's dragging this alien carcass in his parachute through the sun. Can we play that Will Smith rant? You know, this was supposed to be my weekend off. I knew you got me out here dragging your heavy ass through the burning desert. With your dreadlocks sticking out the back That's of the my best. parachute. <laughs> with your dreadlocks sticking out. You gotta come down here with an attitude. 
Packing all big and bad. And what the hell is that smell? <laughs> That's my fan. He goes and starts kicking the shit. goes, and starts kicking the shit out of it. You know, my wife, uh, she gets angry at me sometimes when I don't light a match after using the restroom. <laughs> And this morning, I, I shit you not, <laughs> get it? Uh, I come out of the restroom. She goes in there, and I just hear her yell. And what the hell is that smell? <laughs> I'm like, well, sorry, honey, I forgot a match. You know, the other day, uh, somebody here at, uh, at the AfterBuzz TV studios, uh, just like they brought in some, I don't know where they got it, but they got they were cooking up some dinner on the stove. We do have a stove here. Mm-hmm. And it was just, they, they, they brought some fish in, they threw it on there, and just open to the rest of the studio. And so a bunch of people just came out of their shows going, And what the hell is that smell? I love how angry it is. I love how angry that is. Oh. I could have been in a barbecue. God. Oh, so man. We're going to keep moving on because we have a lot of sound clips. I could do that all day, son. So we get introduced to Area 51 because they're like, Area 51, it's not real. It's it's fake and all this stuff. And and, and Jules is... And no, no. Jules is the one who knows about it. Jules is like, uh, no, you had the, the ship. It crashed. The aliens. And then they're like, oh, it's not real. And then uh, this, his name is Mr. Nimziki, you find out later. What the word that Nimziki sums up his character? He's such a whiny. He's a great actor, but his character is such an annoying '90s trope of like, this isn't how we do it. No, and then he's like, well, that's not entirely accurate. And then they go to Area 51. Where we meet, I love the idea that the government would hold that back from the president. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Plausible deniability is why they say. Oh my God. So they go to Area Fifty One. They meet Doctor Oakham, played by Oaken, played by Brent Spiner, who in the first one is so funny and so good because he's used sparingly. In the second one, I'll just let me know if you still like it. Uh, anyway, so we meet him, and can we play the? Uh, they don't let us out much, Mister President. Wow. <laughs> Ah, this... what a pleasure. <laughs> As you can imagine, they they don't let us out much. You know, um, I had... We, we have a shorter version of this, and I had... Um, I have cousins who were homeschooled, and uh, and when I would go over there and, like, we'd go to the mall, and, and that when they were younger, they'd get kind of overwhelmed by too many people, and I was like, what's your deal, guys? Like, it's just a mall. These are people. You know that, right? And they go... <laughs> Welcome to Earth. Weird choice. <laughs> and they look around the mall at these people and go, they don't let us out much. And I go, oh, I get it, I get it, I get it. You know, uh, you guys can't see it, but because uh, I'm usually on the other side where I'm engineering the show, and uh, it's just a ro- small room where they cram in four of us, and we just churn out show after show. That's how yeah. we put out so much content here. Yeah. Uh, we could have used the uh, the smell clue there. Uh, but, uh, you know, this we only come out to do the shows every so often. It's, uh... They don't let us out much. <laughs> that was a terrible setup. The setup to that clearly shows they don't let you out that much. That was fantastic. I loved it. So they... The... say we try that one again, huh? <laughs> Perfect, Steve. Perfect. Nice. So now it, the tension is ratcheted up where every... If they keep destroying cities like this, in the next 36 hours, every major city is going to be destroyed. They, uh... We... They find Will Smith comes in because he happens upon these uh, the RVs, all the RVs with Randy Quaid and, and Russell and all his family and all his. Uh, He's RV just friends. dragging the alien He's by the parachute in the middle of the desert, and he happens upon these seven hundred RVs, 
And he goes, where were they going? I have no idea. <laughs> but it just so happenstance. The happenstance that gets everybody to Area Fifty One is amazing. But once they get there, and and uh, Doctor Oaken is like, we got to cut this thing open. When I was fourteen, even at fourteen, it scared the crap out of me. When he was when he gets um, strangled by the alien because they speak tel- uh, through telepathy, and it was speaking through him. Another thing they fucked up in the new one. Totally, it's not as effective of a scene. It's almost the exact same and not as good as this. Yeah. But when he's like being choked by the and you just see this creepy tentacle flopping. And can we play the uh, peace? No peace because the president is trying to figure out what they want, and this is what happens. Can there be a peace between us? That voice is terrifying. Yeah. And then he's like, well, what do you want us to do? And it just goes, die. Yeah, that, that was, like, the whole sequence, like, it, within the, the chamber when the alien so breaks good. out and they can't get, like, they they can't get out of the room. Yeah. Oh, it's, it's so freaky. scary. And then when they're like, my, my favorite part is, is that glass bulletproof? No, sir. <laughs> <laughs> it's just so badass. And it doesn't do it in the second one. It's fine. But this one, we're celebrating this. So now... Stop complaining. We man. go... So negative. So now they're gathering up pilots. They're like, hey, after the, um, the president's wife's died, all hope is lost. And then David's drunk and he's, he's like, we're going to screw up the planet. Nukes. Not recycling. The ozone layer. And then his dad goes, get off off the ground. Or you're going to catch cold. And he goes, what'd you say? And he goes... Well, what? You're going to catch cold. And he's like, <gasps> virus. So he gets the idea to put a virus in the mothership to break down their shield so they can attack. So Will Smith and him get in the in the in this captured alien spaceship and fly it. But before that, they're gathering up pilots to go do a counteroffensive when the shields drop. And Randy Quaid is one of the people. Randy's payback, this is when he, uh, they're, they're asking for pilots, and this is what he says. On a uh, personal note, sir, I'd just like to add that... Um Ever since I was kidnapped by aliens ten years ago, and they ago, give each other a look I've like, and dying for some payback, and I just want you to know that uh, I won't let you down. I love that they give each other a look like, yeah, right. Like yeah, that's what? outside of the realm of possibilities. <laughs> Wouldn't you be like, oh shit? God, yeah, like, he's got uh, intel that we don't. Understand. I feel like we should have you upstairs, <laughs> yeah. like talking to it's our so superiors about. <laughs> oh, well, we gotta we gotta keep going because we only have a few minutes left. But uh, here's what's gonna. This is. Probably the most iconic, iconic moment ever, where the president comes out. Mm-hmm. I play that. I post this on my Facebook wall every Fourth of July. I have actually performed this monologue for an audition before because <laughs> I did it as a joke and it went moderately well back in college when it was theater and it didn't matter. Um, meaning theater in college, not that theater doesn't matter. Anyways, who cares? We know we're going to play the president's speech, one of the greatest speeches in the history of cinema, and then we have a few more things. Good morning. That's so good. Just soak it in. In less than an hour, aircraft from here will join others from around the world. And you will be launching the largest aerial battle in the history of mankind. I loosely remember all this. (laughs) Mankind, that word should have new meaning for all of us today. We can't be consumed by our petty differences anymore. Everyone's out in the audience. Yeah. We will be united in our common interests. Meanwhile, most of the audience is still Perhaps white. <laughs> it's almost all white Americans. They cut around the world, though. They're somehow picking this speech up. And you will once again be fighting for our freedom. Not from tyranny, oppression, or persecution. But from annihilation. 
We're fighting for our right to live. Ah, oh, come on. How can you not get pulsed? And should we win the day, the 4th of July will no longer be known as an American holiday. Although Britain probably still won't but celebrate it. But as the it. day when the world declared in one voice, we will not go quietly into the night. We will not vanish without a fight. We're going to live on. We're going to survive. Today, we celebrate our Independence Day. And one, and one guy really enthusiastically goes... The one guy's like... Yeah, like he hyperextends his elbow. He's saluting so hard. That is one of the greatest speeches of all time. So then they go up in the sky, and then Will Smith and and Jeff Goldblum are about to fly, and Will Smith backs up instead of going forward, and we get one of the first of many hilarious uh, little banter's between Will Smith and Jeff Goldblum. Can we play the oops clip, please? <laughs> oops. Oops. What's that mean? What do you mean? Uh, no, I, I got it. I'm uh, some jerk didn't put. I know what I, I, I got it, though. When I say oops, what do you mean saying oops there? <laughs> well, you say we try that one again, huh? <laughs> yes, yes. Yes, without the oops. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. They're, they're, the they've oops. only got like a really oh, important mission. Uh, it's so good. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yes, yes, yes. Without the oops. So then uh, we only have two more sound clips left, and then we, well, three, and then we gotta go. But can we play? So Randy Quaid, his character Russell, they, everybody's out of missiles. The shields are down. They're trying to just hit the main gun, the main big alien blaster core. And so Randy goes, Tell my kids I love them. And then he flies up into the center of it. And can we play I'm back? And right before that, by the way, the president goes, good luck, buddy. I mean, he's going to die. There's no good luck there. It's just like, <laughs> you're going to get annihilated by this laser. And he kicks it. He blows up everything. It's amazing. It's triumphant. When now, back to Will Smith and Jeff Goldblum, one of my other favorite sound clips, where... Uh, then you, you vamp. What's happening? You vamp for a second while I go take care of some, some behind-the-scenes business. Oh, good. Okay, that's always fun. <laughs> so, so <laughs> wait, we only have a minute left. So, I don't know what's happening right now. I've never been left here alone. So we're going to play the sound clip, Forget the Fat Lady. Can we play that one? Loose. You guys out here in 30 seconds? I ain't heard no fat lady! Forget the fat lady. You're obsessed with the fat lady. Can we play Forget the Fat Lady? You're obsessed with the fat lady? Again? We're loose. You guys out here in 30 seconds? I ain't heard no fat lady! Forget the fat lady. You're obsessed with the fat lady. Now we have a shorter version of that, and... um. I have a friend who's into ignore me at all at all times. I have a friend who's into uh, a plus size woman. What the hell is that smell? Plus size woman. He loves them. Loves them. At my bachelor party, uh, there was a woman there, and he was like, "Where's the heavier girl? I want to see her. I want to see her." And we were like, "We gotta go. It's like four in the morning. We gotta get out of here. The strip club's closing down." And he goes, "Forget the fat lady. You're obsessed with the fat lady." (laughs) That's terrible. (laughs) I felt real bad about that one. Uh, and then there's a line that I feel like is a ripoff from Jurassic Park when they're about to escape the alien ship. They've already implanted the virus and the nuke. And Jeff Goldblum saying, must go faster. I'm pretty sure he says this when the T Rex is chasing in Jurassic Park, too, right? Oh, they're closing up on us. Is that closing? Shut up, shut up, shut up! Must go faster. Must go faster. Must right? go faster. That's go, the go, same go, thing go, 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 go. as when the T Rex, right? Yeah, I was kidding. It's the same thing. Must go faster. Must go faster. Must go faster. My brain had misfired when I rewatched it. I think must go faster is Jeff Goldblum's I'll be back. 
Is or, or Jeff Goldblum's uh, Oh hell no! no. <laughs> <laughs> ah, this movie's a blast. So, anyways, they blow up the ship. And they're able to take down all the ships around the country. They they end up walking like badasses with their cigars, and they reunite with their ladies. Jeff Goldblum and his ex-wife are back together. They're all celebrating, and he and Will Smith looks at his, his stepson and says, "I told, I promise you fireworks, right?" And there's these fireworks that are, I guess, meteor like debris from the mothership. Which is probably still going to kill people when it like crashes yeah, to Earth. Get underground. Get underground. There's still tons of debris. I know we got to we got to wrap it up. So um, that's Independence Day, ladies and gentlemen. We were under the gun to finish this in. Uh, it's a two and a half hour movie. Trying to cram that into forty five minutes is almost impossible. But we did it. I love this movie. Comment on our YouTube channel. Comment on iTunes. Hit me up on Twitter at the Ben Bagley at Guilty Movie Guys. Let us know what you think of Independence Day. Is it your favorite blockbuster ever? What do you think of the new one? I really want to start a nerd debate on the new one, so please start one with me. Zach, where can they find you? Uh, you guys can find me uh, here at the Popcorn Talk on Sci Fi Weekly, uh, which you can find on uh, Facebook, Twitter, all those places at sci-fi weekly and also on twitter at that zach wilson also uh my movie funhouse massacre that my wife and i co-wrote it is out on redbox now so if you didn't have enough money to do vod or buy it i totally get it but it's at redbox now that's a buck 50 to rent the dvd and two bucks for dvd it's a or two bucks for blu-ray it's a steal so go check out the funhouse massacre steal ben's movie don't steal my movie (laughs) but if you can, put a review on it if you like it, that every review counts, and, and every review for our show here counts. So please help us out if you like us. If not, just ignore us. Until next time, remember, America always wins! Can we play that? <laughs> can we play Today We Celebrate Our Independence Day? Today, Day. we celebrate our Independence Day. Have a safe 4th of July, everyone! Have a safe and happy 4th of July to everyone here in the United States and to everybody not in this country. Have another day in July because it's not enjoy. Until next time, what is your guilty movie pleasure? Do you understand the concept of the tooth fairy?